Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host, and I am excited to be back with you again this week. Thank you so much to all of you who have been leaving us these wonderful reviews. We so appreciate those. And we always love when you subscribe and share our shows. We have an amazing one for you today. But before we dive into my introduction of my guest, I have to give you a quote. So today's quote is by G.K. Chesterton. The most incredible thing about miracles is that they happen. We do have a miracle right with us today. I am going to be chatting with the Iron Boy himself, Arthur Bazigas. Arthur has penned a memoir that is heartbreaking and gutsy, as well as being full of hope and gratitude. Oh, you know, this is right up my alley here. This book is guaranteed to lift up readers and have them believing and the resilience and transcendence of the human spirit. Arthur lives in Sydney, Australia, and has been the CEO of a nonprofit disability organization for over 20 years. His life story was supposed to be short. At 12, he was given an expiration date, but life doesn't always turn out as we expect. Remember those miracles. Now 60, he's had 40 unexpected years of life since that use-by date expired. Let's bring him on to share his story with you. Hello, Arthur. How are you today? Hi, Heather. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I just want to let our listeners know what a trooper you are. It's a one o'clock in the morning where Arthur is at the moment. So I'm appreciative that he was able to work on our schedule here too. Can you please share your story? I mean, I could read it to them, but it, it won't be the same. Can you share where Iron Boy came from, please? Sure. Um, I, I was born with a chronic blood disorder called uh, beta thalassemia major. That meant my body is unable to produce healthy red blood cells like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I've needed uh, regular um, transfusion, blood transfusions ever since. So uh, when I was 12, I was uh, told by my doctors and specialists that I wouldn't live past my 21st birthday. Mm. Um, to date, I'm, I'm 61 years old. My wife and I have celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary. Uh-huh. We have two healthy um, kids who are now in their 30s. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I've always had, I've always needed three packets of blood every month. To date, um, I've had over 700 blood transfusions and over 2,200 packs of blood. Oh, my goodness, Arthur, this is incredible. I I need to know how you were feeling when you were told that. Like, how do you continue when the doctors are telling you, giving you this expiration date? Like, how did you interact in the world? Well, um, I I, I believe it. And when I was, you know, I I couldn't wait to see him because back then my mom would drop him off off in, in the morning and come and pick me up in the afternoon and, you know, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing, and um, I felt, um, I felt, uh, I, f- I felt horrible. I felt sick to my stomach, and and back then I used to read a lot of comics, and the, my favorite comic at the time was Iron Boy, mm. and um, 
And when they explained to me, um, I, I uh, went into my, you know, fantastic imagination. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that really helped me cope until, uh, you know, um, reading those comics and really made me cope until my mum came in and, and she sort of uh, helped me but at the time because I was just absolutely horrified to feel that um, my expiry date, my shelf life was only to 21. People with my, you know, with my condition, they really rarely lived past their early um, 20s. So um, uh, to be talking about it now at, at uh, over 60 now, um, I'm just... I just can't believe it. And uh, the good thing is that um, uh, it was, was, although it was difficult, I think having reading comics and going into, um, you know, going into my imagination and pretending I was Iron Boy back then, that's why I called it Iron Boy because of my love of reading comics and that helped me sort of uh, calm me down until my parents came and, and uh, you know, helped me, you know, talk, it, talk more about it. But uh, I remember it was horrific at the time. Oh, I'm certain. But then you had a miracle happen. Was it? A- yeah, at, uh, at, at, my, at, at my life, uh, shelf life, at the age of 21, a, a miracle drug came out. Mm-hmm. And um, even though they said that um, the damage is already done, um, they want to put me on this particular uh, particular treatment. And uh, even though uh, the patients prior to, um, uh, you know, before us were, didn't survive past their 20s, mm-hmm. um, we, they felt that um, we'll give you the drug, see how we go, but there's no guarantee. So mm-hmm. even though it was, um, it, it, was uh, it was, I mean, it's a testament to the drug. The drug's so potent if you use it it really works. However, at the time, no one really had sort of evidence to show at that particular age group, would they survive at a certain time? But um, it did. And I'm still here. (laughs) And I'm so thrilled that you are, Arthur. I mean, this is incredible. I love the, um, the inspirational element of it. And now you felt that your story, the Iron Boy story, was one that you needed to share with the world in particular. Like, what were you going through when you're thinking about writing it and how you wanted to get it out there for people? It was bittersweet, the treatment. The, the, the treatment was great, but when the doctor said the damage is already done, how, um, how, do, you, how do you move on? Mm. Um, I just thought to myself, um, I just looked back and, and thought about all those people who donated blood and what I wanted to do is I wanted to show them um, and prove to them what what life I've got left um, that could be proud of me or what I do with that blood. So I, I remember when I just turned 40, I put those heavy bags that I was carrying, you know, since my since 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 I was a child, that I'll be dying any day now. And I first went to university and um, and when I went to university and put those bags down, everything lifted. And when I once I graduated, I said to myself, you know, well, I've got my family, I've got my kids. Now I went to university. What else do I need? You know, and I was able to continue. And I also made a promise to myself at 40 that I would guarantee um, when I turned 40 to put this down in writing. And I didn't realize it would take me another 20 years to finish it. 
Uh, well, it, you know, it takes a lot longer than people think. But you know what you did that most people who want to write a book don't do? You did finish it. You got it out there, which is incredible. Um, and, you know, I think it's it's amazing, you know, your family, going to university, following through on your dreams, and then being able to share with the people who helped you, who saved you, who are donating. Um, the book is dedicated to the blood donors, isn't it? Yes, it is. I, um, I made a point to do that because... Um, uh, blood, don blood donors are my inspiration and have, have always got me through difficult and painful experiences. Mm. Um, they have never let me down and they have always been there, uh, be my source of strength. Um, uh, I've had, you know, I've tried so hard to succeed in life so they can be proud of me, mm. of what I have done with their blood. Now, now I'm an author. In fact, I've dedicated all my books um, I've uh, written three books and Iron Boy was my third book um, to all the past, present and future blood donors for their precious generosity because um, I have a passion for writing, but their actions have um, really say, have always continued to save lives around the world. I consider them all to be the true action heroes, really. Oh, that's amazing. You know what we'll do in addition to putting your, your bio and your links into the show notes, I'd like to add um, maybe a couple of links of where people can, can donate uh, blood if they're so inclined and inspired from this story. I think that's incredible. Now, right now, things are a little bit scary and confusing with the, the pandemic still going on. Uh, people can still donate blood, right? And they can still do what they need to do to help people like you. Yes, most definitely. Things are really scary and confusing, really, in the midst of in a pandemic. My family and friends are even scared and confused about whether uh, they should donate blood. On top of that, some of them are also afraid of needles and the sight of blood. But once I told them my story, unexpectedly, they didn't hesitate and they all donated blood regardless of their fears. Mm. We need these stories, I think to influence each other and if we can influence the government and friends and family along the way that'll be great too i mean people really um, regularly require blood trans blood uh also due to car accidents surgeries you know um also medical conditions or for whatever reason and this uh, demand doesn't stop or slow down in a pandemic um yet people are afraid to donate during a pandemic even more scarier than giving blood is to one day find out uh, you need yourself a blood transfusion only to be told that um, blood supplies are too low and they don't have your blood product. So give blood mm. because the life that you might save could be your own. Oh, wow. That is powerful. Uh, amazing. Thank you, Arthur. If there was one lesson or something that you would like to share from this whole process that you experienced from the beginning to now, what would it be and why is it important for you to share it? I think what comes to mind for me is most definitely uh, two things. The first is my children have been raised to um, see people and not their disability. So what's important to me is if everyone could refer to people first regarding their disability, regardless of their disability. People with disabilities are not 
disabled people, but always put people first. See the person and not the disability. The second thing I think um, is don't waste your precious life with worrying about things you can't control. Live life and enjoy every day. If you uh, feel yourself starting to worry about things that you can't control, stop it because if I could go back, that's one thing that I would do and I would tell myself, um, you know, that scare, that deer in the headlight look that I had at, uh, you know, at 12, 13 and 14, I, I worried myself sick and if I could go back, I would tell myself not to worry. Mm. You know, that is really amazing and powerful advice because in the moment of our struggles, it's, it's very difficult to remember that. But then when we look back, it's like, ah, oh, I so wish that I, I knew this. And, and then we can share those messages out to the world so that others can, can benefit from what we would have told our, our younger versions of ourselves, right? That's, that's, that's right. Now, how do you feel now that you're an Amazon number one bestseller? Oh, wow. I, mean, <laughs> I can't even believe you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it feels uh, good, doesn't it? I, I look up. Uh, uh, when I was first informed, I couldn't believe it. I, I didn't think anyone would read it, actually, because it was about me. Uh, then once I started reading the reviews, I was really shocked to realise people actually did buy it around the world. Um, but to get Amazon number one bestseller really exceeded my expectation. Iron Boy was my third book to get published, mm -hmm. and that was when I felt for the first time I really was an author. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, I cannot wait to read it. It sounds amazing. I wish I had gotten it prior to our interview, but it sounds incredible. And you know what, I will make sure uh, for our listeners as well, who are really inspired by your story that they get a link to the book in the show notes as well. Now, you know, books, you're an author, you've written three now, and you enjoy reading. What was the first book that made you cry? Wow. I mean, uh, I could still, still send shivers up and down my spine. I think, um, uh, you know, uh, it was um, April Fool's Day. Um, is uh, is a 1993 book by an Australian author called um, um, Bryce Courtney. The book is a tribute to the author's son, Damien Courtney, a uh, haemophiliac who contracted AIDS and HIV, HIV AIDS through an infect, infected blood um, oh. transfusion. The title refers to the date of Damien's death, the 1st of April, 1991. It was the book that I decided to be an author one day, actually. It inspired you to, to, be, an to be an author. And, and That's the book that inspired me to be, yeah. to, to really, um, you know, I was, I was writing, but, um, you know, I didn't start until, uh, you know, it was, this was 1991 and I, that was furthest from my mind. But when I went to uni in the early early 2020, 2002, 2003, um, you know, I, I said I need to do this properly. And in between classes, I picked up some creative writing courses mm -hmm. and that's when I really started um, putting everything down. Yeah. You know, Arthur, I'm, I'm like you, that desire 
to move people the way that that book moved you yes. and, and you, your books, uh, as in particular, Iron Boy, move the people who are reading it and sharing it out in the world. I mean, that's what, that's why, right? That's our why, why we do what we do. I think that's yes. incredible. And can you share a little bit more, please, about your nonprofit? Yeah, we, um, Self Advocacy Sydney is based in, um, in the western suburbs, uh, western, western Sydney, but we cover the whole of Sydney. Uh, we educate, support and train people with an intellectual disability to become a self-advocate. So if they leave school and they want to become, they want to, let's say, do shopping on their own or catch public transport or, or to start a relationship or learn how to do their own financial banking or whatever it is, or just simply... Um, being involved in a, um, let's say, local um, club um, and, uh, you know, they, um, uh, they, they see us and, um, uh, they'll, you know, whether they've got a carer or a, a, a parent or a, a partner and uh, they're sick and tired of them doing everything for them, mm -hmm. um, we help them um, become self-advocates no matter what goal that they have. Mm. You know, I think that that is incredibly important to empower people to find their voice because, you know, you're, I was actually just speaking with one of my sons about this recently. I, I, it, when it comes to now that he's an adult, that when it comes to interacting with doctors to, I was encouraging him to, to share his voice to, because it's his body, <laughs> you know, and he knows how he feels and to, to not um, suppress that, to be able to speak out and for you to be able to offer um, advice and skills and training on how um, people with learning disabilities can do that as well is an incredible service. I absolutely love what you're doing with that. Thank you. Now, I would love to know if what's next for Arthur. What's next? What's on your radar? Well, I'm, I'm doing a sequel for the book glasses Ooh. and uh, I'm just about to finish that. And I'm starting on uh, um, uh, doing the second book to Black Ops Zulu. Mm. Um, so the first one was uh, an Aussie spy, James Bond. Ooh. Um, the second book, uh, well, the first book was the book glasses. Mm -hmm. Actually, my first book that I wrote was the James, the Aussie James Bond book, which is Black Ops Zulu. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so that's uh, for writing. Um, I've got uh, one, uh, the second, the sequel to the book glasses finished, and I'm doing the sequel to the Black Ops Zulu. Um, that's for writing. For my career, <laughs> I've just been blessed. I've been working there for over 20 years now as the CEO. Um, and uh, it's just uh, amazing for me. And I think, um, uh, you know, my, my kids are in their early 30s. They're not married. And if I could uh, see them both married, I'll be just, uh, that's, what, that's what I wish for at the moment. Yes. So we'll make sure to send them a copy of this so that they get that message. <laughs> Okay, so that is fantastic. I am curious, as an author of uh, nonfiction books that are individual in nature, did you go into the writing of your first two books with the idea of there being sequels? 
or did well, that? I, I started on? with um, uh, Iron Boy uh -huh. um, twenty years ago to learn how to write. Uh, but yeah. I, I found it overwhelming, and it was like an emotional roller coaster. I, um, I backed off and went into um, some creative writing courses, and in that recreating writing courses, um, uh, I said the uh, the professor who was running the courses at uh, the university that I was doing my master's in management in, um, he said uh, you've got to do something with this Tom Styles because I come up with this story about Tom Styles, which is Black Ops Zulu, mm -hmm. and um, and so out of out of um, you know. Uh, doing um, some peer reviews throughout the classroom and sharing stories and what we've created just to in this creating writing course gave me the idea. I didn't, I didn't um, do anything about it until 10 years later. Mm. Um, I did some more courses, but I, I needed to get some skills. I needed to understand the, the, the process of writing. And um, so it took me another you know, 10 years to learn about that. Um, I ended up getting a mentor, which was very important. I, 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 I really recommend uh, having a mentor because without, without that process, I don't think I would have, uh, um, you know, really achieved um, the success that I have mm -hmm. uh, without having somebody there um, really at that end, end pace to finish the book. Because there's just, you can't, I mean, I, I started, I didn't go to uni until I was 40. <laughs> I was, I was backpedalling all the way, but um, it's been rewarding. And once I finished those two books, I ended up finishing um, uh, Iron Boy finally. Mm -hmm. And um, But, yeah, I started Iron Boy just for the sake of learning how to write. I didn't realise it would take me 20 years. You know, I... I I think, I imagine that that process that you just described is why Iron Boy has become a bestseller, why it's really taken off, because it was so close to you, you know, it was you, right? So, so you needed to step back and learn some of those strategies through the writing courses and then come back to it again in a way where you could really flesh things out and make it even better. And I, I love that kind of a, a story, that journey that you take in becoming who you were meant to be as an author or as your CEO or whatever. Thanks, it may be. I, I love the journey of it. Yeah. Thank you. So I would like for you to take a moment and share with people who are really interested in connecting with you, um, the best way for them to reach you, how they can find your books and anything else that you'd like them to know. Sure. I've got a website, Arthur Bazikas, all one word, mm -hmm. A-R-T-H-U-R-B-O-Z-I-K-A-S.com. And, um, you know, uh, I've got everything on that website. Um, I've, I'm on social media, um, mm -hmm. but um, the website, I've really dedicated um, uh, a lot of time and effort um, to uh, put everything on there. And so um, there's some resources and tools on the website that people yeah, can do uh, right Okay, good. Yeah. And I'm just working on uh, the actual um, page on uh, I've dedicated a, a, a blood donors page on there, which I'm really proud of. And um, 
but um, that's uh, progress in action. You know, but um, you know, I've uh, I, I would like to um, you know promote my website, which is arthurbazikas.com, mm -hmm. um, for anyone to have wanting to know anything a little bit more about my books and about me. That'd be great. Sure. We'll make sure to put that link into the show notes as well. So the time is flying by and we want to make sure that you share that one nugget, that one thing that you really want to make sure you leave people with. What do you think that might be? I mean, all of your, what you've been talking about is inspiring, but is there one thing that you want to make sure that the listeners get? Well, I think um, hope if I can inspire hope to only one person who's struggling with the same challenges as I do, um, would be great, would be a great thing um, in there, you know, to have. And it'll be all worth it for me mm. if I could just have one, one um, person, um, you know, who could... Uh, who could I could instill hope in them because I had no hope mm. at um, at twenty one, and especially when they got the treatment out and they said the damage is already done. Mm. Um, when I look back to uh, all those people who were donating blood for me, um, I thought no, no matter what little time I have, um, I want to make them proud and I want my family to be proud of me. What I do. Mm -hmm. and, um, the, the precious generosity of those blood donors. So um, if, I, if I could, if, if there's anyone who is um, struggling with the same challenges as I do to do great things in their life, then it would be all worth it for me. You know, I, I, I guarantee you, Arthur, that you have reached and exceeded your goal of providing one person with hope, because I am certain that anyone listening to your story, um, the miraculous recovery, 40 extra years of your life and more because of this, um, you're filling a lot of people's hearts with hope, I am certain. And if you out there listening are one of those people who are, are finding hope and you want to share share that with someone else, please share the story out the podcast with others. We appreciate you. And Arthur, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so proud to be on your show. Heather, thank you very much for everything. Thank you. Thank you.